It's time for Tuesday Terror, here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. You are listening to audio drama in a darker shade at darkerprojects.com. And now our feature presentation. Darker Projects presents Tales from the Museum, a miniseries written by Charles Russell, starring Perry Whittle as Keith Nash. Just to clear up a possible misconception, we do work at the Regional Museum. It's not like there's a mystery to solve every day. It's a job, after all. We don't get to play Ghostbusters all the time. There's always paperwork, budgets, performance reviews, haggling with art dealers over rare pieces, you know, that sort of thing. But the mysteries and weird occurrences keep it interesting and kind of tied me over through the mundane times. One particularly fascinating mystery is my co-worker, Casey. There's a lot I don't know about the kid. How old he is, if he's ever cut that curly mop of hair he's got. Hell, I don't even know his last name. But there's more than that. Something neither I nor Helene Mancuso can quite put our fingers on. Casey? Hey, Casey? Can you spare a minute? Absolutely, oh fellow overworked, underpaid, and unappreciated wage slave. I need a favor. Like what? This might take a few minutes to explain. Can I buy you lunch? They're doing tuna noodle surprise in the staff dining room. I hear it's one of your favorites. I barely know you, and you've already found the way to my savage heart. Lead on.
Why does it always smell like boiled cabbage in here? Out of its charm. I can't believe you actually like this stuff. That's your second helping. The secret is to cover it with jalapenos. You see, the sharp bite of the peppers blend with and accentuate the pecan seasonings of the canned tuna product. So, I can eat and listen, you know. Oh, okay then. It's like this. You've worked here for a while now, right? I've been around the grounds a few times. So you know that the place is haunted, don't you? I've heard the rumors. They're not rumors, Casey. I don't talk about it, but I'm a medium. I can sense their presence. Who? The ghosts, of course. Casey, I'm aware of seven different yet interconnected strata of paranormal energy. I've never seen or felt anything like it. This place is a spirit buffet. Uh-huh. I have a theory. It might sound a little far-fetched, but if you think about it... I'm still listening. What year was the foundation for the main building lane? Oh, that's easy. Uh, June 30, 1908. It's on the cornerstone. Right. They used dynamite to blast into the bedrock for the foundation. I believe that an additional explosion took place. An explosion that was strong enough to actually punch a hole in the barrier between this world and the next. It created a portal. A rift of sorts. That's where the ghosts come from. They pass back and forth through this rift. You're saying that there was a big explosion in 1908 here? No, I'm saying that there was an explosion on the other side of the Earth. I'm lost. Have you ever heard of the Tunguska incident? No. On June 30th, 1908, something huge exploded over Siberia. Some say it was a comet. Some say a meteor. A UFO. I think it was an asteroid. Imagine this. On the same day that the builders were using dynamite on the local bedrock, a 15 megaton explosion happens on the other side of the Earth. Casey, that blast flattened over 2,100 square miles of trees. There has never been another blast like that. I figured that it was enough energy to cause a rift to form. It wouldn't be stable, of course. Of course not. Well, I have to admit, that's a new one. I've been here for nearly four months now. I have this thing called a stasnometer. It was designed specifically for paranormal research. What I have found out is that every 28 days, there is a spike in EM energy. A serious spike. I think that someone or something manifests in the courtyard. Tonight is the 28th day. I need you to get me into the courtyard tonight. Can you do that for me? Well, yeah. Great. I'll meet you at the rear entrance at midnight. Enjoy your lunch. Casey, I think we need to talk. Hey, boss. How much of that did you hear? Enough. I don't suppose you would consider letting me handle this, would you? Probably not. Why? Well, before you got here, I used to handle this sort of thing all the time. Unofficially, of course. Uh-huh. Besides, the ghost she's after is... special. Special? I'm responsible for her. Responsible for whom? I think Casey here might have a girlfriend. Well, it's about time. It's been, what, six months since you broke up with that horrid Doreen girl? Doreen wasn't so much a girlfriend as she was a... How can I put this? Oh, stalker. Why are you responsible for a ghost? 
Casey, you didn't murder someone then buried them on the museum grounds, did you? Some place like the Sculpture Garden? No. By the Koi Pond? No. Oh, oh, and the foundation of the Arboretum? No, but I like the way you think. Oh, brother. The manifestation in the courtyard, her name is Jane. It's my fault she's here. Okay, story time. Right. Well, it all began a couple of months ago. That night when we took those bones back to the Cherokee Reservation, that was one miserable rainy night. I was cruising home, and you called. Hello, you've reached the Lovemobile. Hey, Casey. Hey, boss. You make it home, okay? Just walked through the front door. Helene called. She's at her place, too. You? I'm maybe ten minutes from my swinging bachelor pad. Drive safe. We'll see you in the morning. That's when I saw her. Her who? The girl. She was walking along the side of the road in the rain. She had this shawl sort of thing over her head. She sees my car and waves. Me being the gentleman that I am, I stop. Hi there. Need a ride? Thank you so much. My boyfriend's car broke down a few miles back. He was supposed to have gone for help. That was a long time ago. Well, if we see him, we'll pick him up. Thank you again. Oh, I'm soaked to the skin. There's a thermos under your seat. It has hot tea in it. Lovely. Oh, it's Earl Grey. You must be a man of some breeding. My maiden aunt always told me that anyone could drink coffee, but being able to brew a proper cup of tea was a true mark of distinction. By the way, the name's Casey. Jane. Pleased to meet you. Likewise. So, were you and your boyfriend at a 50s party? Pardon? The dress. You look like something out of a Happy Days prom. Um, I don't... Old TV show. You might not remember it. Mike, uh, he's my boyfriend. We were at a dance at the American Legion Hall. So what do you do, Casey? I work at the Regional Museum in Johnson City. I didn't know there was a museum. That's okay. I didn't know the American Legion Hall was still being used. By the way, where do you live? Corner of Fifth and Lobelia. I hope it's not too far out of your way. My mother is probably waiting up for me. Yeah, parents are like that. Yeah, mine especially. She worries so much. What do you do at the museum? Well, my boss, Mr. Nash, is the special projects guy. He's a cool guy to work for. He's the reason I'm out here. Why? A few weeks ago, a wealthy benefactor left the museum in his private collection of historical artifacts. Dr. Mancuso, she's an archaeologist, found a box of old bones in the staff. It turned out they were human bones looted from a Cherokee burial site before the TVA flooded the valley. Oh my! So, my boss and the dog decided that we should surreptitiously return the bones to the tribe. It was just the right thing to do. They didn't even tell the board of directors what they were up to. Why not? Because they're a bunch of cranky old farts who aren't believers. Believers? Promise not to laugh too hard. The joint's haunted. Haunted? That's so interesting. It's not boring. Have you seen them? The ghosts? Absolutely I have. Honey, I could tell you some stories that might curl your hair. I love a good ghost story. Okay then. Oh, here's Lobelia. Let's see. Third fourth, fifth. Jane, are you sure? Jane? She was gone, wasn't she? Vanished into thin air. What? 
Casey, you met Lady Jane. Yes, I did. Who? Casey walked right into a proper urban myth. A girl is walking beside the road late at night. A kindly stranger offers her a ride. When they arrive at the girl's house, she vanishes. The girl's elderly mother, who lives in the house, tells the kindly stranger that her daughter died many years ago, that night on the way home from a party. A lot of towns and cities have a story like Lady Jane. Did you check your car? The Lovemobile is a 79 Pinto, boss. Not a lot of hiding places, but she did leave something behind. She did? What? Lipstick. It was on my thermos cup. That's how I knew I hadn't imagined any of it. I went back to the corner of Fifth and Lobelia the next day. It's in one of the mill villages. I talked to some of the neighbours. The old guy next door just chuckled and said it was about time for this year's episode. He told me that Jane's mother had died a few months earlier. He was wondering if she'd even show up this year. She died in 1956, by the way. Long story told short, Jane followed me here. Why? Because I work here. Ever watch CSI? You know how they're always finding DNA on everything? It's like that. We have museum DNA all over us. Really? That's disturbing. I've been here since 2001. Jane tells me I am covered in the stuff. Dr. Mancuso, you've been here longer, but you spend most of your time in the East Wing. There's very little ectoplasmic activity over there. So I'm not as infested. Interesting choice of words. Boss, you're a contradiction. Again... You've only been here a year, but you've done some extracurricular work. You've gone up against werewolves, a reaper, and that thing in the basement. Jane says you have developed a very strong presence. I don't get you. Are you saying I stink to a ghost? No. Anyway, Jane says that if all conditions are just right, certain paranormal types can sometimes sense a safe location and move there. Jane followed me here. She said it's complicated, but possible. Has this happened here before, Jane? Nope. She was here a couple of weeks before I was even aware she was in the place. Even then, it was just a flash of an image out the corner of my eye. Maybe a feeling that I was being watched. Sounds like a normal day here. Which is why I wasn't worried about it. That is, until the 28th day. That's when we met up again. 28 days? We don't know why, but every 28 days, she manifests as a solid image. She could be standing beside you, and you couldn't tell she was a ghost. And we have absolutely no idea why it happens on that cycle. How long does she stay corporeal? Her record is four hours. Usually, she lost three. Boss, she's become totally aware of what happened to her. She knows she's a ghost. Okay, you were driving through a rainy night. You picked up a damsel in distress, the girl turns out to be a ghost, and she later realizes this. She picks up on a museum vibe and follows you here. Now, every 28 days, she turns solid and you two hang out for a nice chat. That about it? Pretty much. But now the new girl on staff wants to investigate Jane for her own purposes. You can't allow that because you feel responsible for the young lady. Right. So now you either need to scare Anna off or convince her that there's nothing there, right? Maybe not. Anna has been here a couple of months now. That thing she was talking about, the stasnometer, it's the same thing those guys on TV use. It measures EMF and residual energy. It takes a lot of energy for a ghost to manifest, so she already knows that something is happening on the 28-day cycle. Casey, have you told anyone else about her? Nope, I haven't even told the Spook Scouts. <laughs> spook Scouts? 
<laughs> a semi-official group of museum employees who have had encounters meets the first Thursday of each month. You should have got the emails. Oh, that's nice. Casey, how did Anna know Jane's name? Exactly. Look, boss, let me deal with this. I promise no one will get hurt. I'm probably going to regret this. Go ahead. Keep it as low profile as possible. Got it? Aye, aye, sir. Casey, report to the vestibule for tour group. Report to tour group. Oh, that's my one o'clock. I'll check in later. He's growing up so fast, Papa. He has a little girlfriend. Yes, Mama. A ghost. I'm sure I prefer this Jane to Doreen. We're not going to let him go this alone, are we? What kind of parents would that make us? And by the way, have you ever heard of a place called Tunguska? Casey, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. Hey, no problem. You really think something is going to show up? Oh, yeah. The Stasnometer is an amazing device. It measures and records energy buildups. It takes a certain level of concentrated energy for a ghost to manifest. The meter reads the levels of energy and plots locations. It's like a ghost seismograph. Okay, here we go. 0.05. 0 0.075, 0 0.08. What's happening? Something is about to manifest. Look around. Look for anything. Look. Wait. 0 0.075, 0 0.04, 0 0.03. Whatever it is, it's moving away. Oh no. It's trying to play me. It knows I'm looking. Well, Casper, no one plays me. Uh. Anna. I am Anna Van Dyne. I stand with the Reaver Guild. By the power vested in me by that holy order, I command you, foul spirit, to show yourself. I command Jane to be seen. Anna, I think maybe we should... Behold, I hold a mother talisman. By its power, you will submit to the will of the Guild. Who are you? I am your superior. I am the last line of defense against your kind. But I'm not hurting anyone. No one here is hurting anyone. Not yet. But your kind has tried it before. I'm not going to let you have a chance. Okay, I think it's time we took a breath here. Back off, Casey. She's mine. A gun? You brought a gun? I have to do this. I have to make sure that Incoming. you... Casey? Did you see that? A potted plant came flying out of nowhere and cold cocked her. Nice throw! Thanks! Casey, she alive? Yeah, but she'll have the mother of all headaches in the morning. You must be Jane. Jane, this is Dr. Mancuso, our archaeologist, and Mr. Nash, my boss. A pleasure. How did you... I pulled her personnel file from HR, checked her references. Excellent worker. Then I cross-referenced some police blotters. In every city where she worked, there were break-ins at suspected haunted sites. Looks like she was ghost hunting. Check her wrists. Are there tattoos? Yeah, looks like some sort of hieroglyphic. That's not a hieroglyphic. I was afraid of that. 
She really is a reaver. Oh, what? The Reaver Guild. They hunt and collect ghosts. Why? We really don't know. That's why we're afraid of them. It can't be a good thing. What did she mean? That your kind had tried it once before? I don't know. Question is, why did she want Jane? The question, Casey, is what do we do with Anna here? No problem. I'll just reach into her mind. Like this. Ew. Oh my. She had a really good time in Memphis. Oh, did you see Elvis? Okay, here are today's memories. Now let's just rearrange a few thoughts. Anna, you and Casey stayed in the courtyard until midnight. Nothing manifested. You left. There is nothing here for you. In 15 minutes, you will wake up, go to your car through the back entry, and go home. Now, while I'm here, about the Reavers. Hmm. What? That part of her brain is blocked off. I can't get in. I can't tell you how bizarre that looked. So, now what? There's that all-night coffee shop at the Imperial Hotel. I could eat. Jane, how do you feel? Meh, pretty solid. I'll drive. Morning, boss. You rang? Yeah. Thought you might like to know that Anna phoned in her resignation this morning. Look, boss, about this whole Jane business. No, no. Don't, Casey. I'll be very comfortable with less information. Right. Anyway, Jane says she won't cause any trouble. You won't even know she's here, except for every 28 days. I can live with that. You know, you could have told me about her. You were still an unknown quantity back then. I'd let you into the loop now, though. Thanks. Anything about the Reavers? Not yet, but I've put out some feelers. If you're interested, the next meeting of the Spook Scouts is this coming Thursday. We'll be meeting at the Rib Shack. Who else will be there? Come and find out. You might be surprised. You've been listening to Tales from the Museum. The Trouble with Jane, written by Charles Russell. Featured in this episode were Perry Whittle as Keith Nash, Alistair Stewart as Casey, Amanda Fitzwater as Dr. Helen Mancuso, Elise Kroak as Anna, Rebecca Thrasher as Jane, and Captain Jack Tatterzak as Dr. Stein. Original music composed by Joey Stuckey and Kevin McLeod. The series is produced by Ellie Hirschman. Post-production work by Greg Wilkinson. The executive producer for Darker Projects is Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. For more information and audio downloads, please visit darkerprojects.com. The National. You're listening to Tuesday Terrors on the Mutual Audio Network.
Tomorrow is our weekly anthology for science fiction and fantasy as Lothar Tuppen brings you Wednesday Wonders. Subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of amazing audio, or find the Wednesday Wonders feed in your favorite podcast player. And thank you for listening, everybody. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.